The sound of that tractor means it's time for us to go to work. Welcome to Give Us the Dirt, powered by Hoopa Grading Company. My name is Brandon, this is Bam Bam, and we are your host. So if you're in the construction industry and you have not heard of BuildWit, then you may want to consider taking a, b- a step back from the daily grind and spend a few minutes checking them out. People, I'm telling you, BuildWit is changing the game. They're moving the needle on workforce development, and they are committed to helping our industry solve our problems. Jason is no rookie to the dirt world. In his 25-year tenure in the construction industry, Jason served in various roles, including on a grading and paving crew, estimator, project manager, marketing, business development, you name it, he's been a part of it. He's now the chief operating officer at BuildWit. Their mission is to make the dirt world a better place. And trust me, with this guy helping to lead the way, not only is the dirt world going to become a better place, this podcast studio is going to become a better place today. Jason, welcome to Give Us the Dirt podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Super excited to be here. Everybody's just been so welcoming and Really excited to dig in uh, with both of you guys to talk about the dirt world and kind of where we're at and where we're going. Yeah, this is going to be fun. We've been looking forward to this episode. So, because we're, you know, I mean, we're, we love Bill Witt. We're heavily involved with it. I love what you guys are doing. So, we're going to pull out some of that today, too. But I also want to dig into your story a little bit, too. So, tell us, tell us a little bit about you and uh, how you ended up at Bill Witt. Walk us through that, your career in construction. Well, I got 25 plus years, so we're going to take a step back in time all the way back uh, to the beginning. But uh, just to start out, you know, the journey, if I start from beginning to end, is from a shovel to the C-suite. And it's pretty cool. And I share that just because we're talking about workforce development, connecting with the next generation. People need to know that they can start in the field and and they can go wherever they want to go. And so hopefully my story today will will inspire someone out there listening to say, you know, not only can I be great at my role today and, and we need those roles and people, you know, on a shovel, but if they have a desire to learn and grow and to move forward in their careers, then there's that path is, is there for them. And, and companies like Hoopa, you know, can help people uh, guide them in those career paths to get them where they want to go. Uh, but for me... Uh, I'm a fourth generation road builder. Uh, my great grandfather, uh, John Fowler, uh, when the Indianapolis 500 racetrack went from bricks to asphalt, he actually helped pave the track for the Grady brothers. Oh, that's awesome. Incredible to uh, see the pictures. And believe it or not, even, you know, long time ago, decades ago, my dad was able to, to find some of those photos. And it, it's pretty cool because, you know, I've been to the Indianapolis 500 and I, see the track and the stands and, you know, think about the hundreds of thousands of people that are there, but to see the photos, there's no stands and they, you know, they're, they're paving the banks and they've got dozers holding up the paving equipment and, you know, just their attire and, you know, the old school equipment versus how they do it today. Like so much has changed, but it just kind of makes me appreciate, you know, my roots, my history, our, our industry's history of where we've been, where we're at and where we're going. You know, there's constant innovation uh, in everything. So from the time that I was born, my dad has been a part of construction. Um, That's what he's done for his entire career. Uh, He's now retired. Uh, But when I was growing up as a kid, you know, I had the pleasure of hearing dad talk about we built that. You know, we've all smiled and heard those stories. We probably do it with our own families when we're driving down the road and, you know, you, you see a project and you say, oh, we built that. And there's a sense of pride, you know, in, in participating in that. And nobody does it by themselves. It's always a part of a team or an organization or whatnot. But you're changing communities, you're changing society. And and to to know that dad always had that sense of pride, you know, in what he was building, um, it planted a seed in me that I always thought, man, that's cool. They're building stuff. They're making a difference. I kind of like that. And then on the weekends, you know, when I was a kid, dad would bring me out to the job sites because, you know, working all week back in the day, we used to get by with a whole lot more than what we get by with now. So me riding beside dad in a 12 G grader, watching him rip through gears and backing up was one of my favorite things. You know, it's like, here we go. You know, it was so much fun to watch my dad run a grader. I actually like seeing the stone being put down the most 
Um, and when I was a kid, I can remember being in school and, and telling my friends and, and teachers, like when they'd say, what does your dad do? I'd say, well, he plays the piano in construction. They were always like, well, what are you talking about? Well, if you think about it, the old school graders, they weren't the joysticks like what we have today or the GPS, you know, multiple levers. Oh, I always yeah. used to tell people dad was playing He's the working. piano. He was working it. So uh, a lot of fun seeing him, you know, uh, being a part of a, a greater um, tangible product that was being delivered, whether it's building roads, bridges, parking lots, whatever that was. It was super exciting uh, to see him doing that. Um, so kind of sparked, you know, in me, I want to be a part of this. So I was very fortunate that I turned 18 in April. And this past April, not this past Congratulations, April, Jason. long time ago, 28 <laughs> years ago, uh, turned 18 and um, graduated in May from high school, senior year. And dad said, uh, got a job for you. You're going to be a laborer on the, on my great crew. And I was so excited and so nervous because I knew nothing. <laughs> I was showing up and, um, you know, that was the key was showing up, showing up. Dad would, dad was coaching me the whole time saying things like, you know, just have a great attitude, you know, make sure that you're learning something new every day, asking a lot of questions, being inquisitive, paying attention you know, to what's going on in your surroundings. Um, but anything that you're asked to do, just give it everything you got. And so I had to get really good at things that I knew how to do first to build some credibility. So I was really good at getting lunch. That was your, that was what you were known for. Getting yeah. lunch. I never you know, messed the order up. I love the fact that he started you as a laborer. Yep. And he brought you in on that, on the ground floor and said, hey, go out there and have a good attitude be passionate about what you're doing and and start learning, just yeah. soaking it up. Yes. So we have every week we we've got um, orientation uh, people that are joining the team, a new group of uh, employees, team members. Uh, this week we had a group of 14. And one of my favorite things to do in the week is to go in and welcome everybody to the team. What you were saying resonated with me because yesterday I had the chance to do that. I walked in. We've got about 14 new team members in here right in training room number two right now that are going through orientation. And someone said, how do I get to that next level? Mm. And we said just what you said. There were there were people that are coming to join the company as a laborer, some of them as equipment operators, whatever you want to be, whatever that place is that you want to be in your career, there's a path to get there. If you want my job, you can go from laborer to the C-suite. Like you said, from shovel to C-suite, there's yeah. a plan, there's a path. We can help you get there. It's hard for someone to see just getting started, yeah. especially in our industry. We haven't done a good job of showing that there is a path, there is a career path for you to be able to achieve your goals here. Yeah. And that's what that's what you guys are doing at Build With. I think well, you're helping I, us do that. I agree with you 100%. I love that you're talking to people about that in orientation. Just the fact that you're doing orientation is incredible. Um, but one thing that I tell people, I, you know, I've gone into universities or I've talked to different groups and do mentoring. And I, I say it somewhat jokingly, but it really drives a point home is that I'm a 28 year overnight success. And I think that what we have to realize is that everything takes time. And as you think about my career path, every stage of it was super important. And I, I've been learning and growing my whole career. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm still learning and growing. I'm, I'm uncomfortable doing podcasts, but I'm leaning in to this because I know that this is super important for our industry. I know it's important for build wit. I know it's important for my personal development and growth. And, you know, everything has to evolve, including yourself. And so I think just doubling back on that, you know, a 28 year overnight success, people have to realize that there's a process and they got to work really hard in the role that they're in. And they got to be striving towards that next step on the ladder and make sure that they're not trying to skip steps on the ladder. And so by seeing that career path, they can move in that right direction. Yeah, it's hard. I, you know, as a young person just getting started in your career, the last thing you want to hear is just be patient. 
right? It's going to take that much time. It's going to take 28 years. You remember just getting started out? Oh, yeah. It couldn't happen fast enough. I thought I was ready to run the company the next day. Day two, I'm ready. Give me the job. Absolutely. I I think think what you're saying is you – you get out of it what you put into it. 100%. From from day one, you know, if you're you know if you're asked to clean the bathroom, then you clean that bathroom better than anybody else can. You know, and and, and that's what I mean. You know, if you got kids, that's that's what we try to push into them. Yeah. You know, um, not sure going to be asked to clean the bathroom out there on the job site, but you know, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. Would you agree? I totally agree. And I'll never forget this uh, quick side story. I was working for another crew uh, in Marion, Indiana at the time. And I showed up that day and we doing our team huddle and going through all the plan for the day and safety and communications and whatnot. And I'm kind of anxiously waiting for what's my assignment going to be for the day. Where do I fit? What's my role? How can I add value? Because I'm, I love to serve. And everybody was put into place. And I was kind of the last one and, and I, I was not given a, a role. And I, I looked at the foreman and I said, well, what can I do today? What, what what do you have in mind for me? And he said, I'd like for you to clean my truck. I said, okay, yes, sir. Not a problem. So I got the keys, got in the truck, drove to Walmart, went and got all the supplies that I needed. And about eight hours later, I came back. And when I got back, I was not, I was in really tough spot. The truck was really clean, mm-hmm. but he said, where have you been? And I said, I've been cleaning the truck. I said, take a look. And he said, we didn't have the tools. We didn't have lunch. We didn't have, I said, you gave me a job. You said, clean the truck. And I gave it everything I got. Now might've been a little passive aggressive in that approach, but the truck was spotless. Yeah. That is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And he's sitting there looking for the tools to be able to work. And hungry. Well, he wasn't cleared, right? He wasn't clear. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing my job. Jason, one of the things that uh when when you look at your story and, and read your bio, one of the words that pops out to me uh is passion. Mm. You are passionate about everything that you do. Where does that passion come from? Is that just is that just you? Did you yeah. Are you just wired that way? I, I mean, I, I am. Um, so I just got done reading the book, uh, The Six Types of Working Genius by Patrick Lencioni. And if you haven't read it, it's an incredible book. Um, what it does is there's a quick survey, 42 questions, and you can find out about your working teams and really kind of who you are and, and who your people are on your teams. And the W, so there's an acronym. It's called Widget. Widget. Yep. Yep. So Wonder. um, Invention, galvanizing, enablement, um, discernment. Oh, I forgot discernment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm a GE. I'm a galvanizer. I'm just excited about life. It's just kind of who I am. I love to serve and support people. I am a servant leader. It's like I get excited about helping others win. So, you know, as I go through life, you know, I'm literally, whether it's personal or professional, I'm listening. I actually prefer to listen than I do to speak. Um, and so as I'm listening for those cues of I'm trying to figure out how can I help somebody? It's just how I'm wired. It's who I am. And that's one of the reasons why I failed miserably in school when I was by myself. But when I went back to school to get my organizational leadership degree and my MBA, the second time I went to school, I was doing it in cohorts or in teams. And I love serving on a team. I can learn and grow so much better together than I can by myself. And so I think one of the big things is the more you can learn about yourself and realize who you are, the faster, the earlier in your life, the earlier in your career, the more you're going to be able to lean into who you are and then also accept what you're not. And be vulnerable about talking about what you're not and be vulnerable about surrounding yourself with great people that can that can cover and move, you know, for you. It's one of the reasons why I love working with at BuildWit. I, I've got an amazing leadership team and I'm very vulnerable about where, where my strengths are. And I we're, it's fun to call out what other people's strengths are. And when you put them in the right lanes and, and, and allow them to go with the right mission and vision and, and goals and objectives, 
man, there's nothing stopping you. It's powerful. Have you done it yet? Have you done Working Genius? No. It's coming. I need to get on that. So we're getting ready to walk through that uh, and put our leadership team through Working Genius. And I I do think it's powerful understanding um, what your gifts are and what you bring to the team and what you don't. That's right. You know, what Bam Bam brings to the team is different than what I bring. And and if we learn that about each other, we can play off that and make make the team better. I think that's powerful yeah. Uh, concept there. Yeah, and, totally agree. Patrick well, Lincioni is one of my favorites. So this was when we shared the theme of this series, how not to be a leader. You got pretty excited about this and we got pretty excited that you got pretty excited about it because um, of what you told us you wanted to talk about. And you presented something called and you you called it protect and defend versus learn and grow. And this was really intriguing to me because I would imagine that we've got listeners that sit on both sides of this leadership fence right here. I I would imagine we've got people that are in protect and defend mode, and we've got people that are in learn and grow. And both of them would justify their position uh, very passionately. Yeah. So I, I'm excited to hear what you've got on this one. Tell me, tell me more about that. And why was that something that you thought about when we presented this series topic to you? Well, um, to just be a hundred percent honest, I found myself in protect and defend mode at my last place of employment. Over your career, you, you grow along the ladder and you start climbing that corporate ladder and the, the older you get, the more, the more senior you get, the more roles and responsibilities you have, it, it it becomes easier to just get into a protect and defend mindset of, I don't want to screw things up. And it you start to guard against risk and you start to guard against um, things that could um, rock the boat or cause trouble. Or um, so you, you just, you become a guard dog instead of, you know, um, a, a guide dog. And, you know, what, what I realized was that as I was evaluating the industry and where we are with, with trying to connect with this next generation, I was part of the problem. I was not on social media. I got off of it. I was scared to post because of, you know, some online trouble and it's, you put yourself out there, it feels risky, right? You start talking about it. Um, doing podcasts, not my favorite thing to do. Um, it would be easier for me in my role to just say, nope, I'm not going to do social. I'm not going to do podcasts. I'm not going to lean into any of these things that are risky. Instead, I realized that I was part of that problem. It's like, I need to be a leader. I want to be a guide dog. I want to be out front caring and leading by example. I want to be vulnerable. I want to be transparent. I want to be a part of showing other leaders that by leaning into these things that make you feel uncomfortable are going to help you solve your biggest problems, uh, not only within your organization, but within the industry. And so, you know, when, when we started talking about what not to do, to me, the first thing I thought of was, I don't want to be in protect and defend. There's a time for that. Don't get me wrong. There's a time to protect your mission. There's a time to protect your your vision. There's a time to protect your core values. There's a time to protect your your goals and objectives. There's a time to create psychological safety for your teams and and really kind of get into a protect and defend mindset for sure. But if we're constantly living in that mindset, we're not innovating. We're not creating. We're not we're not trying new things. We're not failing forward. And to me, if the industry is going to survive and th- and thrive, we as leaders have got to lead by example and, and try new things, you know? Um, so that's really, to me, where the the theme of, of this kind of came from was somewhat from a personal experience, but also it's what I see across the entire industry. Mm. So many. Hoopball is very different. Y'all are leaning into learn and grow. Y'all are trying to new stuff, uh, you know, innovating, you know, creating, doing orientations, doing podcasts, posting on social it's incredible. Like you're, you're leading the pack. You're a guide dog right now, right? This is a big industry. One thing I realized when I went to Buildwood is my past company, I was in the Midwest. I kind of saw things from kind of a five or six state region. 
felt like I was kind of a big dog there, but I get to build with, and you know, Aaron's going to Saudi Arabia, he's in Australia right now. And like, we're, we're looking at things, it's a big industry. And if we're going to really make the impact that we want to make in the industry and make the dirt world a better place, leaders such as myself have got to get uncomfortable. We've got to lean into learning and growing and having a mindset of trying new things uh, to advance the cause. Yeah, that's uh, that's powerful. That's it, yeah. because I can I can think of times uh, where I've worked at companies, and I don't know, Bam Bam, you may too, where uh, I knew at that time it was it was protect and defend mode. Um, is the and and it sounds like. Is there a place, and you said this, there is a time for protect and defend. How do, how do you balance that? How do you understand that when it's time to press on the gas and when it's time to say, hold up, yeah, let's play defense for a little bit? The word that comes to mind when I think about balance is awareness. We are going so fast all the time right. as humans and as companies that if we don't slow down, we're going to find ourselves in a place that we don't want to be. And so every once in a while, if we can do a self check-in and ask ourselves, where am I? Am I in protected defend? Am I in learn and grow? Am I trying new things? Or am I just saying, well, the old way, you know, isn't broke. So let's not fix it. You know, it's, it's the word awareness to me is one of those words that we've got to really lean into something else that I think is really important is I think you need to have some some trusted colleagues that you can talk to, a small group. I don't care who they are, what they do. I don't care what their titles are, but a small group of people that see you, that know you, that, 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 that are paying attention to your behaviors, that you can come to them vulnerably and say, hey, what, where do you see me? How, how am I doing? How am I performing? Am I in protect and defend or am I leaning into learn and grow? Am I balanced? Where are we as an organization? Because if you're not talking about it, you're just, your hope and hope is not a strategy. We've all heard that before. Yeah. So to me, it starts with self-awareness. You build a team, you ask great questions, and then you start to build a culture of talking about things that you care about. Jason, was that your experience? You talked about how you found yourself in protect and defend mode. Something happened. Yeah. Was that in? Can you talk to us about that experience? Yeah, happy to. Um, so last fall, I did a podcast with Aaron Witt and I failed. And what I realized as in reflecting in the podcast after it was done was that. I was talking about learning and growing and I realized that I was in protect and defend. And I asked Aaron, I, I'm, this is not authentic. I, I, I can't post this. You felt hypocritical. I felt hypocritical. And I said, I need your help. What's amazing is a couple of things. The, the entire team at BuildWit surrounded me with love and support when I told them that I was struggling. Um, I was scared to death to be honest and say, man, I did this podcast and I was hypocritical and I'm not in learn and grow and I, I can't preach about this and then be something different. I need time. I just need some time. I want to get back on social. I want to start sharing. I want to lean in. I want to start speaking up on our calls. I want to, I want to start leaning into podcasts. Like I'm going to, I'm going to get back into books. I need, you know, I need to get back to who I was and who I want to be more importantly and then I'll start doing it again. And so it took that failure and it took that self-awareness to realize where I was. Um, and then it took a team supporting me to help me get where I want to go. And I've, I've talked about it openly and this, the love and support from my personal family, the love and support from my BuildWit family, the love and support from the industry. I mean, even sharing it on social, it was incredible to see, you know, the outpour of support of just being real and authentic and genuine about, you know, the challenges that I was going through and realizing that I'm not alone. And that the more that I talk about what I'm going through, 
chances are it's a big world. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that are going through the same stuff. And so it somewhat has set me free in realizing that everybody's not going to agree. I've talked to Aaron a little bit about this. I ask him specifically, I'm like, Aaron, you post every day. You got thousands of people that follow you. How do you deal with like a negative comment? I, I'm a people pleaser. I like people to be happy. I, I'm afraid that I'm going to offend somebody. I, I have a servant heart and I want I want to love on people and I want to get people excited and I want to I want to win and I want to accomplish things together. I never have like this negative mindset of like, you know, hurting. But somehow, some way, you post something or you share something or you say something and, and there's not enough context or somebody doesn't really know you and they can take it in a completely different way. And so I've asked him, I'm like, how do you handle that? And, you know, some of it, it's like, I just agree with them. Yeah, you're right. Whatever. Some of it, I just ignore it. And he's like, some of it, I just don't read it. But, but one thing he said is I focus on the good. I, f- I focus on all of the other things that I'm working towards, not necessarily that one negative, you know, piece to it. So great question. That's really what set it off for me. Jason, thank you for sharing that. What And I appreciate the vulnerability in that too, because I would imagine all of us have found ourselves in that place at some time or another. And to have the support of a team like you did and the courage to, to say, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm holding this team back. Yeah. This team's got, wants to grow. This team wants to go out and do something that's going to change the industry. And you're having to pull me along because I've settled into a protect and defend mode. Mm-hmm. And, but I think that's very natural for yeah. a lot of us. So, you know, you, you get to a point where you say, Hey, I'm, I don't want to, I'm afraid to offend somebody. Yeah. I'm afraid to fail. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to hear criticism. Right. And the only way for us to avoid criticism is to say nothing and do nothing. That's right. Um, yeah. That's great. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. You ever been in that situation where you're like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to it. I, I, a little uh, bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that makes you throw your guard up. Mm-hmm. And that shuts everything down uh, when that happens. You know, whenever you, whenever you, you get in that protect and defend mode. It, uh, you, you automatically go guard up and, and that's a wall. And, um, and that's, you know, stepping outside of your comfort zone, getting ready, doing new stuff, being open to yeah. trying new things, L- listening to, to the new guy that comes on the job site that has no experience. You know, sometimes we don't do that. We, we let ego push us in another direction. He don't know anything about this. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, sometimes, the voice of reason or common sense could be that new guy that's stepping out on the job site going, why are we not doing it this way? We could do it this way. We're going to get the same outcome and it's going to be a little bit less work. And, you know, if we're in that protect and defend mode, I don't, I don't feel like we're open to, to listen to that because of the lack of experience they might have. But sometimes it takes that. You got to be open to it. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, it sounds like you've, you've, gotten a hold of that yeah i think we have to lasso that and pull it back up under us i think it gets out in front of us a lot too um you know it gets out in front of us and, and we're like all right got the time to reel it in and that's where you were talking about you know being aware mm-hmm. uh being aware of what's going on and what's happening around you yeah makes me think about there's a saying and i don't know who quoted it but if you want to go fast go alone and if you want to go far do it together Mm-hmm. And so one thing I think about, you know, in this whole protect and defend versus learn and grow is when you're in learn and grow mode, you're together, you're, you're, you're doing it as a team. You're talking about things, you're open, you're vulnerable, you're aware, you're asking questions. And chances are that a team is going to go much further and have far more success than if you're, you're in this protect and defend mode and sitting in, you know, in isolation or, or solo and whatnot. So, um, Jason, what, when you think about growth and becoming a growth leader, yeah, how do you define growth? That's good. Uh, I love Maxwell, uh, John Maxwell. And one of the things that he, you know, talks about a lot is helping people reach their potential. And so, you know, I love to meet with people and to really discover those diamonds in the rough. I love to, to understand who they are and what their potential is. 
and then help them reach their potential. And to me, when I think about growth leadership, whether it's yourself or whether it's for others, to me, it's, it's, it's really helping them achieve, you know, what they're capable of because humans are capable of so much more than what, than what they even think they, that they are themselves. And so as a growth leader, you know, you have to lead by example, by stretching yourself and putting yourself out there and trying hard things and failing and, you know, at the, and, and but at the same rate, you also have to be an encourager. You have to be an inspirer, a motivator, and you have to be able to, you have to be able to show others what they can't see in themselves. And so to me, when I think about growth leadership, it's really about helping people discover what they're capable of and reaching their potential. I'm so glad you answered that that way. I was scared to death that you were going to say it's a number, mm. you know, or that, hey, we're going to hit this revenue number. Mm. We're going to hit this EBITDA number. Yeah. And I love that you define growth by max potential. That's right. And that's our, our, our uh, we rarely talk about growth here. We talk about being the best. Mm. And it's the same thing. There's yeah. no number that we're chasing. There's no employee headcount that we're chasing. There's no size that we're chasing. We're chasing I, the, to be the best, yeah. to be the best contractor that we can be. Yeah. It's incredible. It kind of reminds me of one thing that I'll share. Um, I grew up somewhat a perfectionist and um, that was hard. I wanted to please my dad. I want, you know, I wanted to do well for my mom and dad. So whether it was cleaning the house or whether it was cleaning up windrows out, you know, behind dad's grader, uh, you know, wanted to be, you know, really good at everything. But I really found that chasing greatness and chasing excellence and 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 wanting to to be the best that I can be is a far greater um, direction and goal than it is perfection mm. or a number or whatnot. So love uh, that that's how you guys operate at Hoopa. I love that you guys are chasing the best because to me you 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 strive to be your best self. You strive to be best for the team. You strive to be best as an organization. Strive to be best for the communities that you're serving. And to me, if everybody is striving to do their best, then then the team is going to succeed. Yeah. So you're exactly right. I actually, when you uh, submitted the topic and you kind of put this out there, I was doing some research and we found an article that talked about, are you a growth leader and seven beliefs and behaviors that growth leaders share? So I want to read this to you and tell and you tell me, like, how do you does this sure. make sense? Is this kind of what you think? And one of those is actually what you just talked about. I favor action over perfection. Yeah. A growth leader says, let's move. Yeah. Right. It, it doesn't have to be perfect, but we got to move. That's right. I'm all in. Growth is top of every agenda. Priority one, two and three. Yes. Yes. I'm willing to fail. 100 <laughs> percent. Which is new, right? Critical. It's new. Yeah. Hundred percent. You know, take risk. Uh, I know my customer is a person, not as a data point. Make it personal. Relationships are everything. Uh, I fight for growth. Seek out short term, uh, short. Seek out short termism and conflict and eliminate it. Mm, that's really good. Yes, fighting for what you believe in. Hundred percent. I have a growth story and I tell it all the time. I'm getting so what better. you're doing today. I'm getting better at it. You're I'm, doing great. Here we are. That's what you're and, doing today. <laughs> and I give control to others. Amen. Yeah. Is that it? Does that sound like the, the the destination of this growth leadership path you're on? It sounds like me. It sounds awesome. like what I believe in. Yeah. hundred percent. Incredible. Yeah. That's man. What a complete turnaround, right? <laughs> yeah. It's amazing what humans can accomplish if they, if they have that self-awareness and realize where they are and where they want to go, I mean, we can accomplish anything. We just got to work towards it. Um, and you got to work at it every day. That's one of the things that, that I've been working on. You know, I start up and I start with my devotional and I do my reading and I get my exercise in and I'm thinking through, you know, all the things that I want to do. And if you're not intentional with your time and about the mission and where you want to be, it, it's just, it's not, you're, you're not going to get there if you're not, you know, focused on doing those things you got to practice it every single day. It's got to be a part of your discipline. It's got to be a part of your routine. It's got to be a part of, of who you want to be. And so since I made the switch last fall, had the realization, you know, this January, here I am five months later, feel like a completely new person. Yeah, that's a powerful story. And I appreciate you sharing it with us too. Thank you. So is it safe to say when asked the question how not to be a good leader, 
is it safe to say the answer would be to hang out and protect and defend mode? Yeah. I, that's kind of where I'm at with this thing is like, if you live in protect and defend mode too much, then you're not going to be in good spot. You know, to me, uh, living and learning and growing, uh, having that growth mindset, um, is, is where you need to be and making sure that you're surrounding yourself with a team that can, you know, keep you in check as to where you are. But also it keeps everybody else in check because if somebody may be in protected fin, you may be in learn and grow. And that's, that's, what's going to help keep that balance, you know, in the organization, uh, and, and for you as an individual. Yeah. And that awareness that, that, that's, something we've heard a lot over this series too that's the ability to step back from the business and to be able to look at it and say hey what's going on create some white space so that you can create a strategy and understand what where you're at and where you need to be that's right yeah that's good and that's discipline yeah like you talked about 100 percent. well jason we're gonna uh we're gonna do something a little fun right now oh you boy. ready we're gonna loosen up a little All bit right. bam bam um he's gonna he's gonna bring us the spice. I'm gonna bring it back in. Come on, y'all ready? I don't know if I'm ready or not, but we're gonna do it. Okay, so I just flipped an imaginary coin, and Brandon, you lost. Okay, and we're gonna that play. Right. We're gonna play. Would you rather? Okay. Okay. So, all right, Brandon. Would you rather have telekinesis, that's the ability to move things, with your mind, or telepathy, the uh Ability to read mine. Oh, I definitely, I don't want to read minds. I don't want to know what everybody's yeah, thinking. Probably, yeah, I want to, uh, yeah, telekinesis, definitely for me. Okay. I think I know the answer to this one. Buddy. What about you, Jason? Uh oh. What are you doing? What are you, I'm curious now yeah. that you threw it out there. I what do you be, think can, I'm going to say? Can we get his answer on I, that one? I, I, I think, I think that you would probably rather be able to move stuff with your mind as well. No, you, you want to know what everybody's thinking. I want to know what everybody's thinking. Oh, yeah. good, bad, or whatever. Yeah, yeah I just like, because I like people to be happy. There you go. So I got to yeah. know where they stand in order yeah. to be able to to be able to. Yeah, sorry, that's who I, I am. That. that is that very different. That. That's okay. Right. It's fun. That's the, the pleaser in you. Yeah, it is. That is. Yep. That's who I, I am. I love it. All right, what's next? All right, would you rather be forced to sing along or dance to every single song you? Hear? Sing. Dance. I was going to say dance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Brandon, dance. Brandon, we, we would make a good team. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. That's we right. Would we team. would. The singer Absolutely. and the dancer. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just hone. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather be chronically underdressed or overdressed? Overdressed. I'm going to say overdressed. Yeah. Wow. Where are you at? I'm under. <laughs> I'm under, um, and we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about that later. That's gotten me in trouble before. Um, <laughs> would you rather give up air conditioning and heating for the rest of your life, or give up the internet for the rest of your? I give up the internet. I give up the internet. Me too. Me too. Um, I'm about ready to give up the internet now. <laughs> yeah. Are you? Yeah. 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 Would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? Chef. Chef. Maid. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I like to cook. You like to cook? I like to cook. That's yeah. Apparently, I like to taste. Would you rather wear uh, the same socks for a month, a month, <laughs> or the same underwear for a week? Oh. That's not, it's not a good option there. Um, my my feet will stink after a while. I, I'm gonna, I probably have to go with underwear for a week. I'm gonna go with socks. I'm gonna go with underwear. And the reason I go with underwear <laughs> is because you can turn them inside out. But, you know, if you you can turn your socks inside out. Yeah, but your feet are in shoes all day long. <laughs> yeah, a little rough. Well, okay. but all right. Uh, would you rather be able to speak any language? Or be able to communicate with them. Speak any language. Speak any language. Hunter. I would too. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. be able to speak any language. Yeah. Um, would you rather be the funniest person in the room or the smartest person in the room? Funniest. Funniest. For sure. I, mean, I feel like a lot of times I'm both, but 
Hey, this ain't about me. Um, okay. So would you rather use, uh, never use social media again? Yes. <laughs> yes. Or never watch another movie again. Oh, oh yeah. Social. Social. See, I don't watch a lot of movies. You on social a lot? Not. You're about to be bam bam. You about to, they're, they're you about to light you up. You talked about stepping out of the comfort yeah. zone, brother. I am doing it. Hey, right I'll now. help you. Okay, All right. I'll help you. Got you. Me. Push. Happy to. All right. Um, the last one. Y'all ready for this one? Yeah, let's go. Would you rather be able to travel everywhere for free, or be able to eat everywhere for free? Travel, travel. I'm traveling. Yeah. See, 100%. we weren't so far off. No, we missed we the had, first two, but after right. that, we, we, really we were in sync. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. That's a good thing, right? Yeah. That's yeah, a good absolutely. thing. That's that a good fun. thing. That cool. was fun. Bam Bam, like thank that. you for that. Yeah. Thank Would you. you rather? Brought to you by Bam Bam. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored by and brought to you. We do like need that. to get you a sponsor, Bam Bam. Yeah. I thought it's coming. We need to get you some Buildwit shirts or some Dirt World shirts. As long as they're bowling shirts. That's his. That's the thing. I'll make it happen. I am making bowling shirts cool again. <laughs> I like it. Hey, you, you you talk about Bill Witt. Talk to us a little bit about what's going on at Bill Witt. Yeah. Um, I know the mission is to make the dirt world a better place. Is the dirt world becoming a better place? A hundred percent. One day at a time. That's what we're striving for. You know, trying to make a difference, serving and supporting. Uh, Bill Witt is in an incredible place in space right now, but we've got a long ways to go. Uh, you know, we've got some great leaders uh, leading our creative services division that, you know, we're helping build brands. Um, we're helping build websites, digital marketing, social media. Uh, it is incredible to see the work that that team is able to do. Uh, Chase Harris is just so much fun to work with as our creative director over there and doing just an absolute fantastic job. Uh, over on the training side of things, you know, we got BuildWit Training, which is micro learning. Speaking of protect and defend versus learn and grow, this industry has kind of had their their own way of training for a number of years. And what is that way? Annual, quarterly, yeah. in person. You know, it's got you know, it's just kind of an old way of PowerPoint. You know, death by PowerPoint type style. Um, and what we're finding is it's okay to do some annual and quarterly training. It's okay to do some on-site training. You know, it could, you should continue to do that. But really where the world is, is they're going to look at their smartphone every day. They're going to, they're going to wake up. They're going to look at their smartphone. So why not pop in, you know, a three to five minute micro learning training Absolutely. in the dirt world, whether it's leadership, whether it's equipment, whether it's conflict resolution, whatever it may be a daily, we should be training every day. You work out every day, you eat every day, you work on mental health every day. There's no reason that we shouldn't be training in micro learning every day. So right. really excited about BuildWit training uh, and where that's going. And then the last big piece is, you know, we've realized that we've got this big, you know, social media following and Aaron's out there and talking with everybody. We started doing some peer groups, had one here at Hoopa, which was incredible. Thanks for hosting one last fall. Uh, it was well attended, had an absolute incredible time. But the industry, they want to get together. They, they want community. And so... Uh, you know, Dan and, and the leadership team got together and said, you know, hey, we're going to have the Dirt World Summit. And so we're, we're going to do an event unlike anybody's ever done before. We're going to bring in some top speakers. We're going to focus on the people, but we're going to focus on solutions. We're going to focus on bringing in, in, in the right speakers that can talk about, you know, what to do, how to put it into action. It's not only defining the challenges that we have in the industry, but it's really talking about this people life cycle of attracting, onboarding, training, retaining, and building great brands and culture. So the Dirt World Summit, October 25, 6, and 7. Super excited. Hopefully everybody's going to come. There's only room for a thousand people, but it's going to be a thousand Dirt World enthusiasts. They're going to come out to Houston. Uh, we're going to be able to listen to guys like Jocko Willink. It's going to do a muster. We're going to be able to listen to Bob Chapman, who wrote the book, Everybody Matters, from the Barry Waymiller Company. We're going to be able to listen to Marcus Sheridan, who wrote the book, They Ask, You Answer. we got Joe Hart, who wrote the book, Take Command, and is the CEO of Dale Carnegie. We've got Dave Turin. Uh, and then there's a whole host of other Powerful people lineup. from the industry 
They're going to be coming. Randy Blunt's going to do a panel discussion. I think Katie's going to participate in that. Yeah. Super excited to have her. Uh, we got Jorge Casada. We got um, Jackie Alf. There's a whole group of people that are coming together for that event. And I want to say too, October 25th, first day, you got two options. A, don't come the first day. Or B, you can show up and do a workshop. Or C, we're having the first the Dirt turn. World Golf Open. And it's going to benefit Dream on 3, which we are really excited about. So super excited to bring the industry together. There's only 108 golf spots for that, 27 teams. Uh, we're going to get going on that. It's it's live. It's You can go to dirtworld.com and go check out the summit. There's ways to sign up for it right now. And we really would love to have everybody, um, you know, come and, and join us and not only learn and grow at the event, but we're really encouraging teams and groups to come so that on Monday, when they get back, they can actually put it into action. Mm -hmm. too, for too many years, I'll finish with this, Brandon. For too many years, I've seen everybody go to a conference and they'll send one, maybe two people and they go to the conference and then they come back and they don't tell anybody about it. And the reason is they want to be able to go next year because it's usually in a nice place. It's a if I tell message. somebody about it, I I'm going to lose my spot. I'm going to lose my spot. <laughs> so they're in that protecting the fin mode. Right. And it's like, no, we need to send groups and you need to come back and tell everybody all about it and what you learn and how it can be put into action. And we need more teachers and coaches and guides, you know. So we're trying to do this difference while we're doing it, calling it a summit. You know, we want to, you don't summit Everest by yourself. You do it in groups and it's going to take, you know, a team to be able to get to the top. And so really excited about the Dirt World Summit. We're excited about it, too. In fact, and, and I'll come back to it. We're going we're gonna to plug the uh, Dirt World Summit again before we finish up. But we are, we're sending a team. I think awesome. we've got 10 people that are going out. That's incredible. Uh, so we're excited about it. It's an incredible lineup. Great opportunity. Uh, and I can promise you when we get back from it, we're going to tell everybody I about it. it. So That's we good. are excited about it. Jason, I love what you guys are doing with the dirt world. And I'm going to draw a parallel uh, to your story, your personal story a little bit. It's almost as if the industry was where you found yourself last year. Yeah. We as an industry, I feel like we've been in protect and defend mode mm -hmm. and that BuildWit has helped just like they helped you with awareness. That's right with awareness of the things that we're doing aren't moving the needle right now. They're not moving the needle with um, workforce development, with uh, with taking control of the narrative of our industry, with engaging the next generation of construction workers. I think Bill Witt has done a great job of making us all aware that we do have some issues that we've got to solve. And the only way we're going to solve it is if we start working together. That's right. 100% better together. It's time to unite. It's time to come together. Uh, it's time to solve the problem. It's time to quit talking about the problem and start talking about the solutions. And we're only going to get there through action. And it sounds like you're seeing it. You're yeah. seeing it move. It's the me it move. needles moving. I know we focused on coming out of the gate. The, the priorities have been, you know, let's start telling our story. Mm -hmm. First off, we've got a story to tell. Let's make sure that we're telling it. So the marketing, the branding, that's right. The, the, the social media, that was, that was, one of the first steps. And now it seems to be workforce development. Leadership training has, has been priority. What comes next? Mm. Let's say we get all that right. Let's say we we own our story and we change the perception of our industry. Yeah. Let's say we get this leadership and workforce yeah. development thing figured out. Yeah. Where do we go next? In my opinion, as of right now, and again, I'm going to learn something new tomorrow and the next day and the next day. But as of today, where we sit and the way that I see the future we have to be disciplined. We got to keep exercising and stay focused on the people problem. We got to stay, we got to care for our people and that never stops. We got to train and that never stops. We got to tell our story and that never stops. I, th I think sometimes when we identify a problem, we look for a solution and we want to do it and then it's done. And I think that where we are is we have to not only do it, but we got to continue doing it moving forward. You know, you, you buy a piece of equipment and you got to maintenance it and you got to maintenance it and you got to make like you got to keep taking care of that piece of equipment. It's no different than people. People need to be cared for. People need to be taken care of. And we got to make sure that what we're doing around that people life cycle, that we continue focusing 
uh, on that discipline and doing it every single day. I love that. You're right. That's the next step of it, right? We get people in here. We get people excited about being in construction. We give them career paths. We give them the tools to do it. That's right. Then we got to care for them. That's right. We got to think about how do we how do we take a look at companies like C.W. Matthews that are caring for their people, not just uh, with their their work spiritually, mentally. Yes. Physically, how yes. are we caring for our people and, and are we providing all that? Yeah. And what that does for you know humans is it empowers them. And the more people that we can not only teach, but then set them free to say, hey, go and build six more people to you know do the same thing. It's like we, we want that ripple effect. We want to make sure that we're not only caring for those that we're touching immediately, but we want to make sure that we're turning them into the guide dog and the leaders. And, and you know, if we're building leaders, then we're going to be in a great space. Bam Bam, are you a guide dog or a guard dog? Um, it depends on what mode that 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 you know, we're in, the state we're in, and everything. Uh, I th- I think with safety, you know, you gotta you gotta have a little bit of that guard mentality. So, you know, but um, you know, with with everything else, I like to say I'm a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a you know our quest to be the best. Start for those people sitting across the hallway there. You know, that's the reason we're the best. Without that, none of this is possible. That's and right. we've got to, you know, I feel like we've got to put that into perspective in, in our industry to understand that without those folks that are out there in the, in the trenches every day, we don't belong here. We're yeah. not here. And you got, like you said, you got to care for your people. You got to train them. You got to nurture them. You got to listen to them. You got to find out about their families. You got to ask them, you know, what's going on? How's everything going? And and you got to check on your people. Uh, like you say, care for them mentally. And I, I like that. I like that. And I like everything that Bill Witt is doing. Mm. Um, I do. I, I uh, strongly urge anybody who's out there to, to uh, get involved with it. Look at he's still trying to get a sponsor right now. Yeah. He's doing good. Him a bowling shirt. He's doing good. <laughs> I will wear it with pride. Jason, it. tell us one more time. When is the Dirt World Summit and how do we how do we get signed up for that? October twenty five, six and seven in Houston, Texas. Go to dirtworld.com and check out the summit. That sounds great. We're gonna be there. Uh we're excited about it. Come out to Houston, join the summit. You get to see Bam Bam. You'll be doing autographs. I'm actually singing. A selection from yeah. Okay. <laughs> that sounds great. And you'll be dancing. And I no, I will not be dancing. Jason, thank you so much for being with us today. It was a it was an honor to be able to help share your story and to learn a little bit more about you. Appreciate all that you're doing in the dirt world. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.